Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show presents the Sandman, the Sandman. or whatever weekly, maybe yeah, it's a, release it's a, of our musings yeah, about what the, the hell Sandman is it? from it's Netflix. Every, it's, it's every week, and then it skips. So a, every week that you're not getting the old, why are we explaining this? To we you? don't you're need already to. Listening to it, you found they got us. it. So hi guys, point... we're talking about the Netflix series, The Sandman. In a Doctor Who show, classic Doctor oh, Who yeah. show podcast feed for no good oh, reason yeah. other than it's our feed. It's our favorite and comic, and now it is it a is show, movie. and we like to talk well, to each no, other. I mean, and Archie's probably my favorite comic. You know what? I could do a Riverdale podcast, and I have my kids on there. I'm not. <laughs> Your kids are on Riverdale? I, uh, we, are, we are big Riverdale fans. Uh, yeah, I, I have I a have t-shirt that says The Farm on it, so... Any of the Riverdale heads out there know what I'm talking about. They're they're chuckling right now. All of them are chuckling. Yeah, Dan, we're here, man. Um, Let's talk. I'm excited. Uh, this particular so we're issue, 24 Hours, was had been one of my favorite issues, comics, really. uh, single issues, uh, when yeah. I was younger. Uh, we'll see how yeah. it how it makes out on the TV show. So I'm I'm looking forward to today. Well, well, good. Let's. I hope I hope we don't disappoint. Yeah. So we're we're talking about uh, the fifth. Wait, do we have to punch the raven? Oh, yeah, we do have to punch. The, well, in in this case, there's no raven to punch. I want, well, just the very beginning, and it's very punchable. Okay, yeah, let's so, hit the, let's punch let's, that. Raven. Let's go ahead and Eric, uh, let's punch that raven. Ah! Fuck it out! Hey, what the hell? All right. Uh, okay, we're reviewing a twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fifth episode of the netflix series combining uh two issues of the comic book uh we are talking about 24 hours and uh sound and fury mm-hmm. uh basically combined into this one uh so what happens to this one eric uh let me tell you eric well, hold, what happens hold, is... hold on this is directed by jamie childs oh, and written by uh, nini rosa i hope i'm pronouncing your first and last name correctly uh, but yes. If not, please uh, give us a yes. call, and uh, uh, we'll put you on the show. And, and continue, sir. Thank you so much. So what what does happen in this one? Um, this uh, story basically picks up. Basically, let me, let me try this again. So <laughs> it's not easy to do. Is it does synopsis. one story and then it does another story that continues from the previous <laughs> episode. I, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. When last we left them. Uh, Morpheus went to uh, went to get his ruby from the storage uh, place. Yep. Uh, he just happened to get there two, you know, just before John D shows up. He tries to use the ruby and knocks him the f out. Also knocks out uh, Matthew. Um, John gets his his ruby, and what does he decide to do? He wants some coffee, so he goes to a twenty four hour diner. Uh, we meet a cast of characters there. And uh, John decides to mess with them. He's going to start changing the world in his, to his mind for the better. He's going to reveal people's personalities, show them who they really are. And uh, over the course of, um, they don't really do the 24-hour format in this no. one. But over the course yeah. of, of some time, um, these people are, are drawn into John's web of madness. And uh, he kind of puppets them uh, and uh, lets them kind of reveal who they are. Uh, madness ensues. Uh, there's sex. There's murder. There's sex, and there's sex all over the place. Uh, and then finally, uh, Morpheus is able to track John down. They have the final showdown between the two of them. And spoiler, Morpheus gets his powers back. Um, so Eric, um, 
I don't know. Was that anyway accurate? For that was pretty accurate, but it was think? it was as long as some of the other synopsis that I have done, and you have thrown cold water in my face for being too long. I think it was a perfectly paced uh, uh, synopsis on your part. I am just pointing out the hypocrisy. Uh, This podcast is over. I am out of here. Uh, No, that was perfectly accurate. You are contractually obligated. I have to. uh, Okay, tell me, Eric, what do you think? I like this one. I thought this uh, was a pretty good... um, Well, I mean, I... How do I how do I start this? Okay, you already said that this is your relationship with this. This is break. This is based on two issues of uh, the comic, as you mentioned: twenty four hours and Sound and Fury. Sound and Fury gets maybe ten minutes uh, of screen time. They really condense that issue into one. It feels like they needed more time. In my opinion, I felt like. By the time you get to that point, and then you're like, there's only 10 minutes left, they're really going to do it all, and they do it all, it feels rushed in the show. That would be sort yeah. of a, a gripe I would have against it. Aside from that, um, I thought it was good. Uh, we, we talked a bit about John D and what his motivation is in the comic verse in the show, and in the show he's trying to save the world, and it's all about not lying and being honest. And so that is the thread that drives him to make these characters act out what they really think. And they're supposed to talk about how what they really think versus the comic where he's doing these things because he can. And it's more of a psychotic uh, horror show. I like the comic more. That's just me. Uh, I got all that baggage. That's the thing I read. So it's, yeah. oh, it's, you know, I got to treat them as two different things. So, you know, it's not Absolutely, really one's yeah. better than the other or whatever, but I really do like the way the comic was. The first time I read the comic, it's horrifying. Um, there's certainly things in the comic that are almost too far too, where you're like, eh, like, yes. especially like in the comic, I'm just going to go all over the place. Uh, the, uh, the, the waitress, Betty Monroe, she sort of has this relationship going on. Uh, with this guy, Marsh. Um, and Marsh, yep. later on, when, when John D starts making people be honest, talks about how he went to prison and, and paid her son, bought her, had sex with her son for cigarettes or whatever. And I even remember, like, reading that. It was like, okay, I mean, do we, is that, that seemed a little far-fetched. And it also is that way in this. They changed the, the roles around a lot. Marsh becomes a cook, which actually makes more sense because in the comic, like, who... She's not cooking he's just the some food. trucker. You never see yeah. the the um, yeah. He's just some trucker in the comic book, who uh, they they're you know had an affair with and his wife died and all that stuff. But they never mention a, a cook, so it makes sense that you know there would be yeah. a cook in the show. Because like, be where's the one, cook yeah. in the actual comic? But in any case, in the in the in the show, they've changed that, and now the son lives with her at home. In the comic, the son had abandoned her, or she. He, the son goes to college and she never sees him again. You find out he's been in prison, right? Whatever. And then they're they have sex, and uh, the Marsh talks about how he has sex with the son. It's more dark and kind of messed up, I think, in the show. If it's possible, in the show, to you're go. not even sure because they just talk about her son and living with her and blah blah. I mean, okay, thankfully he turns out to be like twenty something years old and whatever. But like, it's it is a messed up situation that he goes there to have dinner with them and she's. I mean, from the very beginning, you see Betty, and as soon as Marsha's name is mentioned, you know something's like, yeah. you know, the, the foreshadowing of it. Her, she's all nervous about it, goes to the bathroom, puts on the lipstick. Just, and that, that first awkward scene with her and Marsh, 
and he doesn't even look at her. And she's trying to start a conversation with him. How how are you doing? What's going on? Da, da. And and just I love that. It was yeah, so it was good. the and tension it's... between them was really awkward and uncomfortable. And then you know finally reveals what's going on underneath the surface. But yeah, I like yeah, I like crazy. that. And I thought that they took all of the main. The important, important bits of yeah. information or the important character motivations or the important the beats, what it beats yeah. whatever, and yeah. applied yeah. them pretty well, I thought, to the show. Like, I thought it, it played out really well. It was maybe not as scary um, as the show, and there's a lot more of the sexual part of humanity in the show than maybe in the comic, which deals with all sorts of different things. Um, but it was good. I mean, I, I thought I, I enjoyed it. Um, John D is enjoyed. always so great. And I liked seeing, I always liked seeing him on screen. Uh, yeah. his early line about, you know, things end in death in the comic that actually, if you is, let any story actually from her, go long enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was Betty's. Too much. Yeah, she wanted to stop everyone at the point where they all had a happy ending yes. to try to kind of fix yes. their own life, which is a nice but, little foreshadowing thing, but it's fine. I, it all, it all, yeah. I thought worked really well it's such a good adaptation yeah just like everything else that we've seen I agree. To, for my opinion anyway a comic book series that's 30 something years old that needed to be updated for the time and also for the format to fit into a netflix series da, 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 da. incredible adaptation yeah i i really i agree with this they kept the characters consistent with the book in the in the way that they needed to be yeah and even you when have, they changed little things about who puts the needles in their eye like that kind of change doesn't matter, really. Doesn't, it doesn't affect no. the overall thing. But they kept those things. So yeah, they kept those things. This I have one more gripe, and then I'll go oh, into go you. It. And gripe that it. was, it feels like they cut a scene, or they cut more scenes. Because in the comic, they spend more time with John D looking at TV shows and making people on the TV go crazy. And then the whole world start, you know, or the city anyway, is like yeah. in chaos. You see in this a show a couple of shots of the sh of the uh, TV screens, the newscasters, and then at the yeah. end when Morpheus arrives, cars are on fire, and like you see the wreckage of a of a city, you know, gone crazy. But it's not yeah. built to. And when I with the people that I watched it with, but uh, people like I'm with strangers. My family was unsure, like, <laughs> those, like those people. was something missing? Was it the people in the diner went out and destroyed? Like, no, it's like, I feel like they missed that. And I, it seemed yeah. like there is a scene where he does some things and they cut it for time. And I wish they had yeah, kept that, that and that cut way. the end and then resolved John D's story. I guess it'd be hard to make the John D issue... Uh, uh, Sound, and, Sound Fury and Fury into a full really hour. So I understand why they did it. it just... 10, 15 minutes was fine. They kept the main bit, beats of it. We'll talk about the, we can talk about the Anyway, the it, that, that, itself, that, that, that part would be, really a, you know, because I didn't, when you watch this whole thing, there's not enough of it to feel like he's messing with the world, the city, let right. alone just the people. Totally the agree. Day. All right, go, what did yeah, you think? absolutely. Dan? So, uh, no, I, I agree with that. I like, so the, the comic book really, the story was just crazy. And the format of the book is it, the story is called Twenty Four Hours, and it yeah, goes hour, by, hour hour. by hour. Here's the things that are going on, and through the middle part of it, when things are just going, going crazy, uh, chaos and terror, some of them are just like hour eleven, and it's two panels long, and it's just like, oh 
God, what is he doing to these people? It's really, I, I think maybe it's, you were kind of saying this too, in the book, it's much more of John D just messing with these people in whatever way he yeah, wants to. Yeah, because he's like the bored. Fact that he, he's right. Right, he like, he's trying out his power. He's seeing what he can do. Yeah. Um, like, and again, just because he can't. Right, and that's awesome. Like he, not awesome in that way, but like he's just sort of watching them. And I think there's like hour eight, he, he's basically like, getting some stuff from him but and then he starts introducing things to sort of make it more interesting goad them yeah he starts yeah, goading yeah, yeah. them or he makes them he reads to them or he makes them watch the news and then or he makes them confess things but tell their darkest secrets that he sets them against each other as like animals yeah there's some dark stuff in the oh, comic yeah. that did not make the show and i no. can understand why like um the the morgue scene when yeah. she talks about uh yeah. having yeah. sex with yeah. the, corpse, the corpse which even as a kid yeah. that's another thing you're like what oh my god that's 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 dark with the blood coming out of the mouth of the oh you thought that was dark yeah i felt oh. that was a little uh, <laughs> much uh but go on you were you were in the middle of yeah no no uh, uh yeah so they they kept all that um i mean talking about the show more specifically instead of the book which you know both of you and i have have a deeper connection to that obviously but um yeah i think uh, like you said anytime david uh, Thuis is on screen as John D. He's just great, but he's he's really kind of sitting in the background for so much of this, and we kind of get to see his characters. Um, we meet uh, uh, who do we meet? Who do we? We meet? do get Judy? to meet Rose Walker. We meet Rose Walker on a uh, on a cell phone call between yes. her and Judy. Um, Judy refers to her girlfriend that she's had a fight with and can't find now, her anywhere. Now hold, hold on one second. Go ahead. I know yeah. Rose Walker. You know Rose Walker, but how have they really established Rose no. Walker at all in the show? Nothing. I mean, she's just a friend on the phone. You hear about her grandmother, right, all the way in episode one, Unique, Unique and Cade. But you don't. There's no. But that's what I mean. Yet. Like that's the only Nothing. bit of that Absolutely. puzzle. They're just be, seeding that okay. now, all right, which is great. Um, yeah, which is. I mean, it's kind of the same as they did in the comic. I, I mean, I always wonder. Having having heard the interviews with Neil Gaiman about this, he's like, I just thought this thing was going to last eight episodes or eight story uh, issues, and it was just going to yeah. be gone. I was never going to get any further. But he seeds these things that do come back later, and likewise for the Netflix show, some already will come back in this series. Some I hope will come back in future stories. Anyway, so that was really fun. Um, the the dynamics they set up with uh, uh, was it Gary and uh, Kate. Kate, yeah. yeah. Um, they changed that relationship a little bit. Um, well, I guess kind of substantially from the comic, but I love the tension between them. No, it was good. Um, she's I, I like the CEO that's yes. like controlling him completely. Uh, was really yes. fun. They yeah. toned down a lot of the homophobia from the comic. Yep. Uh, well, now it's all homophilia. Yes, like, yeah, there's, there's people are just going gay all over the place. <laughs> right. Like um, in the comic, was, Marsh, uh, who I guess would be the cook in the show, is like punching kate and then there's another scene in the comic right when the, when they're all having sex and i'm not sure uh -huh. like who it is but i think it's implied maybe it's kate and maybe marsh or something I, it's very right strange. right oh right john's sitting on the counter watching them and you all you see is yeah you just see like the, the feet counter. up there and it's like the way they talk about you're all bastards you you sort of think it's you yeah. because then for the rest of the issue judy has her shirt open but right you're right like it, it goes from that to like literally uh, in the comic, um, uh, Betty thinks mm. that uh, lesbians are, it's a sin against God. But in this, right. they cut that part out of her. She, yeah, they, they do say oh, a she, thing when she she's does try first to hook talking her up to Marsh. With the... 
she tries yeah. to hook up with that guy. She says to Marsh when she's trying to make awkward conversation with him um, that Judy's here. She's so pretty. She could have any man. Yeah, yeah. Why is she wasting her time? So, so they keep some of that, and then she there, ends up but, hooking up, like you're saying, with Judy, and, she, and then yeah, Gar- uh, Marsh and Gary are going to town, and it's going a town. full uh, buffet of. <laughs> Everything's on display. Um, you also had uh, yeah Mark, who's the the kid who's the interviewer. got an interview. Which I it's, it, even things like that, like they just kept it. It's, they kept it, but they switched it, the... and I don't know like who dies. Right, like in the comic, Gary kills the kid, mm-hmm. and in this is yeah. the opposite, right? No, Gary kills the kid in this no no you're right yeah it doesn't is the gary the kid, and the kid's but, like you but, saw but like he was attacking kill, me takes or whatever him back like, with the knife yeah not that it's yeah, just yeah. A, they made that change it doesn't really whatever. matter it just makes but no like difference. The, the, the overall feel is the same but yeah. like the, but they keep a lot of the the individual details um yeah but then as it goes crazier and crazier towards the end it gets really just you know they do the whole nailing the hand yes. to the the countertop the, the needles in the oh, eyes uh sawing things off like it gets so gruesome which is such a strange tone for this show because you really haven't to this point haven't seen that. There's the stuff with the demon, but that's all like kind of fantasy horror. This is all like straight up real bloody saw style yeah. torture porn horror, which I hate. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I like I like scary movies to some extent. I don't really love them. Um, I really don't like that type of horror movie at all. Uh, so this was really. I know the story. I know what's going on. Whatever. It was still very uncomfortable to watch. Really did not enjoy watching that part of it at all. Um, I don't think you're supposed to enjoy it per se, no. but like it's just not my cup One of tea. One thing that I will point out, it this seemed kind of devoid of humor, the show. Yeah. Whereas in the comic, well, there are hours or bits that are kind of dark kind humor of funny. and funny. Like you mentioned, like they do have- John D saying neat need or whatever after like yeah the, right the people are Watching doing whatever and then he reads them snow white at one point talking about how he's lying to them like there's these moments of levity dark dark levity but yeah in mixed in with this horrific thing that i feel like I maybe is not as much in the show it's kind of the only time i can think of that they do it and i think it's effective is when john goes into the kitchen after everyone's kind of going crazy and you see um gary and uh, Gary and Marsh hooking up. Yeah. He walks over to get the huge restaurant-sized vanilla ice cream and just That's, takes yeah, and he's just watching. sitting there spooning and just kind of walks like deadpan. And then to, so like that that is fun. I do wish they had done more with the TV stuff, like not just like showing what's going on in the world. I think that part is necessary. You're right; they did kind of miss that. But like, there's a scene in the in the book, the of, kids like, show, children's television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, children's stuff with the guys doing like a puppet yeah. show with a sock puppet on his hand. And he's talking to the kids, and like he's, it's time to slit our wrist now. And he like right. kills the pup. Like it's crazy, and I would have liked to see more of that. I wonder if they actually shot. Some I think they must it. have because it's like they have weird. that bit at the end with the burning car. Like it feels like yeah. they were planning on doing it, and maybe it was. There's cut only like two or three little mentions on the TV of things that are going on, but it's really kind of just you have to pay attention to it. Where in the book, it draws more attention. Anyway, so you have all that. Uh, finally, Dream shows up in the diner, and they start their epic battle. And like you said, it's like ten minutes. The book, I I think the the art style in the book for Sound and Fury is so good. Oh yeah, it's it's great. 
But one last thing, just to to, to harp on the book, no. the twenty three no. hour page is one of my favorite pages, and it's like a six panel page of John D eating a fly, and it's like the same oh, yeah. shot, yes. and the fly is buzzing around, and he just grabs it and eats it. I just love it. I love it. It's great. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He's the, so the much style more... in Sound and Fury is great, like the giant dream and the wide open space, and and him being so small on that page. It's beautiful. And they oh, do that. They do. They do a lot of the. I don't know how. Do you watch this with Joe? Yes. Yes. And he has not read the comic. Correct. Did he like the giant dream holding the little John? Yes. Because like yeah, I think it did not go so over that great. Right from the book. It didn't go over that great with some members of oh, my family. Really? Members of my family. I thought it was great, and I remember it from the <laughs> some of the more jaded yeah, members of your family from the comic, like, and I was like, "Oh, they're they're doing it," and for some reason, like, they almost like laughed at that part, and I was like, "Oh, oh is gosh, it, I love do that. I just approach this loving it because I because the page is so powerful?" Yes, I think there's a, a lot of that, but that's why I was wondering what Joe thought of that. I I don't I don't remember him remarking on it, but he didn't one way or the other. Like, I think he was into the whole battle and what was going on there. Yeah. Um, I think it was a great resolution. No, I love for it. I love and that the art in that like the there's so many splash pages which for non-comic people it's when a full page is a one image yep. as opposed to multiple panels. That big white field and you see the tiny little John D like yeah. floating yeah. in white and like before you realize that he's actually lost. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um what I also liked in that that book is the I don't know if we call it like photocopy style, but like there's so many oh, yeah, like almost the mixed collage media, style like images. The photos it, and stuff, I yeah. love that. It feels so good. It feels like such it they do such a good job of making it feel like chaotic dreams going on. Um and in the show, they make mention of like people are having nightmares and blah, but they don't really get into that. Uh, it's really just about the adaptation of this of the book into the show, like it says ten minutes, is really just about this final showdown between the two of them. And it, in, in, you know, John's able to kind of, if John did not crush the ruby, he could have beaten Dream, right? Yeah. I mean, that is the implication is that he, I mean, you know, Dream would have found some other ways, endless, whatever, but he would have uh, beat him because he destroys the ruby, he releases all the power, and then you have that moment. And I do love that they kept the exact same shots, um, kind of recreated them in the book. Super fun. Um, in the book, they take him, uh, Morpheus takes him back to Arkham. And you see the scarecrow again, and that's kind of where he's left. Um, so there's some differences. But, I mean, I yeah, guess they kind but of do the same sticking thing. With the, back to the hospital. Well, I want to stick with the art you were talking sure. about. Like the mixed media, The when I read that that issue, like there's the photo of the uh, Genesee Hotel, and like it's like one of the panels. And like I had no yeah. idea what that was, so I ended up looking it, it up. Like it's a photo, like a real photo of someone killing themselves. And it's captured perfectly. Like if you look at that page again, oh, I see. I'm you can at see now. Yeah. someone yeah. falling. But you falling. that's a real photo of someone committing suicide. It's super dark. Wow. Um, I didn't know Yeah, that. I can send you the actual photo. But like there's so many things like that within... Sandman is such a rich comic and world and story. Like there's all these like connected elements that are based on whether real stories or in this case like a real life situation i'll send you the photo which is great for anybody listening to the no, podcast thank you. don't want to say um but yeah that that works so well and i wish a little bit that the show 
did more things like that. I don't know what the version of this is on TV, but to have a little bit more fun or, you know, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. you do that, but like, you know, that was like when we go back to me not liking the Hell episode. Like if they really went to a nightclub or they really started to play around with... Uh, with the dreaming, dreaming side of it. Like all that we ever see so far in the show, I don't really think about the rest of the show too, the dreaming is just this kind of fantasy world. It almost kind of just feels like Tolkien or, or whatever. It doesn't really feel like its own thing. And at least in the book, you get all these different types of dreams that have different styles entirely. Um, and you don't really feel that difference uh, because I guess it's because of the medium with the with you have so much different so much flexibility with the art styles that you can employ in a comic book as opposed to the visual style of narrative television where you know Barbie's dreams feel completely different than anyone else's dreams the dreams that you see from John D where it's going from dream to dream he's almost like Julius Caesar going through one part and you know, superhero in another part. Like, those just feel so completely different and unique. Yeah, the way dreams like, you, work. You don't get that as yes. much in the show, which is unfortunate. You would think maybe, oh, well, we'll hope for season two yeah. that they can it do was. I mean, I like that they did have his sort of dream sequence was more narrative-based, like you're back in the house of the, you know, the, all the issues with his own dad and, and, all, and his mom. That was okay, yeah. but like, yeah, like... The dream logic in the comic is more like a real dream, right? Feel, very feels very much like a fever dream, yeah. like a, a one that you can't escape. One of those racing thoughts sort of things, and it was captured so was well. Cool. It's kind of unfortunate we couldn't capture that in the show. So, uh, but that's it. Did yeah. you? I feel like didn't did you not like this one as much, or did I make up? I that? did like okay. it. It's just not like I said. It's mostly because the horror aspect of it. I don't. I just. So don't enjoy that part of it. I think the adaptation was great. I think the performances were really good. Um, I love where the story goes. I like that it, how it wraps it up and combines those two issues, even though it does feel like short shrift compared to the books. I think it was it did what it needed to do to keep the story moving along. It has a different kind of purpose um, in the show than it does in the book. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I absolutely liked it. I just uh, found it to be a little rough. Um, I think that when we were going to talk about the sound of her wings um, in our next yep. review, it's actually um, is the name of the episode. It's actually another two. Another two. Books, it seems I like think. that's now the standard, right? It's going to be two issues per. Yeah. And and I like those two as a complement to each other. Um, yeah, I'm going to so save all of the. It'll be fun to yeah, see. I'm gonna, that. I can't yeah. talk. I have some things to say about that. Obviously, so I, I will hold okay. that back. Um, one yeah, thing we didn't it, talk though. about this was I like we get the three witches again introduced oh. here with the, the three women in the, the that are at the diner inhabit the spirits the weird sisters or whatever and i love that and i love i love those characters and how they are carry through thread, yeah, thread throughout. throughout the whole thing and they're always appearing and all their like prof prophetic speaking and it's, it's all very cool and i thought I mean, they did a good job with introducing them here absolutely them. it just makes me I just hope so much that we can get all the way through to Kindly Ones. I think it's going to be a very tall order for Netflix to actually get the whole way through to the Kindly Ones, but like planting all these seeds and all these in the same way that the books do, to I would just love to see them yeah. pay off. Um, that'd be really great. Now, it's... Anyway. It, in sticking with John D, show John D, not comic John D, if his entire motivation is just be honest, 
it's kind of an interesting approach the way they, you know, if it's, if it's about lying to other people, but it's also, I like how they made it that it was lying to yourself. I mean, he so he has this justification for what he's trying to do. People should be honest. He has the whole thing we saw in the previous story with fear versus uh, what uh, greed or, or whatever it was. What did the waitress in here really do? She's just a woman working hard, trying to write books. She's had a pretty well, hard she's life. she's deluding herself about, I think, I don't know, maybe. I, I get it more from the book than from the show. That she's kind of deluding herself as being a writer. She's not really. She, in the book, she's just like all these fantasies of like becoming a number yeah, one bestseller. And we've all and been become, there, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> everyone who's read That's comic something books today. we've all thought about yeah. uh, at length sure. or have had imaginary interviews with people that will never happen. But it just feels uh -huh. like, you know, if he's going to let Rosemary get. Like, she doesn't seem like a person that's necessarily at fault nor does the kid that's just trying to go for an interview i don't know I don't, it's fine yeah. it, it all is... yeah no i got you though um i still liked it good i'm glad you like this one especially better than yes him. yes so, and, and cool. again with the the hell stuff that was all just in that last little bit uh, as, we, as we've uh, reviewed at length um all right i think we got nothing good. else for this one thank we're you good. folks thank for you, listening everyone. along with us uh let us know what you think about the sandman about um our reviews of it are you skipping them are you listening? Um, yeah, and we'll yeah, see so you again for uh, next week with Sound of Her Wings.